Welcome to The Hockey Show with Pat Boyle and Barstool Chief. Brought to you by the Chicago Wolves. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000. Ready for the power play? You're listening to The Hockey Show on ESPN Chicago. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome in to the Hockey Show on ESPN 1000. We're sponsored by the Chicago Wolves with Barstool Chief. I am Pat Boyle. Chief, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm enjoying the tournament. Great time of the year. Just throwing bets out left and right, hoping something hits since I'm a hockey guy, as everybody knows, not a basketball guy, but it's been going all right. I'm having a fun time. Quick question on that. Do you find yourself, because of legalized gambling, Less focused on the bracket and more about gambling on per se, you know, each game. A thousand percent. Yeah. A thousand percent. So I, I filled out the bracket Thursday morning. We have like a little office one and I do one with my family. I I did it in like 30 seconds. Okay. (laughs) I know I had Houston to win, um, but I couldn't tell you who else was in my final four. It's just like, I might've had Arizona. Don't care. So I just I just kind of pick games, and I kind of there's a few people that uh, in the company that know what they're doing gambling wise. So I kind of tail them a little bit, and then it's just gut. You're throwing darts, and uh, as of this moment, I'm plus money. Can't ask for anything more than that. I, I take it. Always gambling responsibly, though. It, of course. Absolutely. Of course. Uh, if you were gambling on the Chicago Blackhawks over the last week and a half, I would have lost my shirt, mm-hmm. my pants, yep, maybe the house. Maybe the number one pick. And maybe maybe the top three picks. Yeah. They might be playing themselves out yeah. of that. I, I've been doing Tankathon every morning. I saw you yeah. yesterday. You hit. I did hit. Which I rarely go north. Mm-hmm. You you went from three to one, right? It, it was, yeah, it was from three to one. Now they're currently sitting in fourth. Four. I hit it today, went to sixth. Oh. So, and, and then I, Detroit got, <laughs> went up nine yeah. spots, which. They're trying to give me mental health I, I, issues. That's so it, like, the, it I was, stopped doing it. It because, was Detroit and then St. Louis. And I'm like, I, I, like I, could you I, imagine? I, I might just have to quit hockey. Could you I, imagine? Uh, I, I can't. Uh, that. Bedard going to Detroit. It's like, I you know, think, what did I do to deserve this? No, I, I, what did I do to deserve this? So between the Hawks being terrible, the trading cane, if they don't get like that next guy, oh, we are, we're headed to purgatory where you're, you're just good enough to not be good enough. In the last week and a half, they blanked Ottawa 5 nothing when Ottawa is on an absolute mm-hmm. heater and needing victories they're to stay. They're in the chase. Yeah, ish, ish now. Well, now, now, yeah. They're, now they're out. Uh, Boston, you know, the wagon came to town. All right, I, I'm, I'm up for some of these first-place teams coming in and saying, you know, hey, of all the 82, I'm taking a look at the whiteboard in the in the dressing room, and I'm saying to myself, uh, Robinson, this, that. Yeah. Like, uh, we'll take tonight off, and we'll just kick it into gear in the third, and we'll see how things play out. And I, think- I mean, that, I think that that's happening big time a few times. Yep. Uh, the Nashville thing now, again, they were sellers mm-hmm. at the deadline mostly. Yeah, uh, they're in the discussion, but I don't feel they're in the discussion. They're not. They, I, I feel like they they're too pot committed to to their big guys to really fully tear it down with Duchesne and and so they can't and they don't. Those guys don't have trade value, so it's like let's strip away the pieces, Tanner, you know, et cetera. And then try to rebuild around the core that we already know isn't good enough. Like I, yeah. I just don't. I don't know what their uh, 
you know, I don't know what their ceiling is, what their plan is, but it's like, you know, that that market, I feel like if you're just in the playoffs, they love it, they show up, they're very passionate. I feel like that's probably what their their goal is long term. Like, hey, it didn't work out with this group, let's recycle it, try to and, and look, the haul they got for Janot is, a, is a, a great way to to jump start your They're not your too dissimilar pool. from the uh the Hegel thing. So yeah. yeah. So they they got it quite a bit for for Tanner Janot, who's a nice player, but they have no use for him obviously here and and uh, he made a lot of sense for for Tampa Bay because they're they're running for it, uh, but yeah, it, it's it's those the the Hawks in Nashville, and that's that's kind of the fear. If you don't get one of these, you know, top two guys, then you get that next tier guy like Ryan Johansson's a very good player. Matt Duchesne's a very good player. They're they're good enough to get you right to that first round of the playoffs many times, and that's the last place, in my opinion, you want to be if you're. If you're doing a rebuild, if you're trying to hold on, that was always my point with, uh, I think people never understood why I was a fan of the Seth Jones trade. I wanted Seth Jones to springboard this, that group because they needed a top defenseman to get him in the mix. Like mm-hmm. I wanted, we, we knew the Taves and Kane era was coming to an end. I wanted some playoff hockey. I had no aspirations of Seth Jones taking this team to the Stanley Cup. But I thought that was hey, like I'm fine with that. That would have I would I would have had fun, and then we'll rebuild when it's time to rebuild. And but uh, yeah, it's it's this that's not where you want to be if you're the Predators for sure. So and we've kind of gone over this on the hockey show, but just to to kind of talk about the draft. Which by the way, the lottery is May eighth. Yeah, Monday, May eighth. I think it's six o'clock our time. So I'm sure that I circled. will be on camera on the internet for that one, ready to get my heart In a ripped out. Jacket, yeah. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, tissues uh, ready, the whole thing. I'll I'll be your by your side just to make sure that, like that. you know you don't hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, God forbid a team like St. Louis or Detroit or somebody comes out <laughs> I of can't nowhere, even, I can't. I even will think absolutely about it. lose it. Yeah. Uh, so you know, if, if you end up with the worst win percentage in the National Hockey League, you've got a one in four chance mm-hmm. of getting Connor Bedard. If you end up with the worst winning percentage, the worst you will pick in the draft is third. Mm-hmm. So that's why we've all long been like, Top. just you know, yeah. finish one or two. I, I, I wouldn't want two either because I could drop to four, and then maybe right. that's Mitch Goff. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. But um, now they're starting to flirt with not being in that conversation. They could pick seventh. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's I, unbelievable. I'm, I'm really having a hard time. You got Columbus uh, in the in the Connor Bedard uh, pole position right mm-hmm. now, followed by San Jose. Losers of five straight. Anaheim lost two in a row. The Blackhawks. You got Montreal, and then Philly's fading big time. So they've they've crept into the conversation. Yep. Philly's lost four in a row. So it's kind of like a four or five team race to the to, to the, the finish. Yeah. Uh, here's the way I see because I'm trying to figure out why this is happening. It tells me a couple of things. Hockey Ops is identifying the right player, hungry guys, mm-hmm. hard to play against, strong work ethic, pros, pros. Yeah. Um. And I think, in the case of like Nashville the other night, I always wonder like a team fighting for a playoff spot or twenty two guys fighting for their NHL lives. I think you're seeing twenty two guys in Hawks jerseys mm-hmm. fighting for their chief. There's only two guys with more than two years of term on their <laughs> on their deal with the Blackhawks, Seth 
and Connor Murphy. Everybody else, one and two years. That is it. And they're all guys that are tweeners, haven't established themselves as NHL. Some guys Mm -hmm. are, are exception to the rule, but by and large... This is not a bunch of misfits, but a bunch of guys that are trying to hold on to their NHL job. Yeah, and they're, they're trying to hold on to it for the Blackhawks, certainly. They're also auditioning for 31 other teams. Yes. And, and because teams are always looking for fourth liners, and nobody's got more of them than the Chicago Blackhawks. So uh, it, they're, they're all working, and it's like, you, you know, they, I've never been a huge fan of numbering or labeling lines, but that so-called fourth line... They've been incredible, and they got the second most ice time of any uh, of any group in the last game against Nashville because they're just humming along, playing hard. Boris Kachuk's showing a little bit of offensive flair. The goal he had against Boston was uh, spectacular, and uh, you know, and you kind of know what you're going to get from these guys, and they're going to work. And then you, you, they're also getting some puck luck, like that Lucas Reichel's quote unquote oh. goal. Lucas Reichel. Had no business going no, in. No, no, no business shot. going in. I mean, it, and, was, it was nice. Athanasiu uses his speed to poke mm-hmm. the puck to Reichel. Reichel's trying to get it back to him. Goes off the defenseman's stick. Yep. He plows into uh, Sorrows, and the next thing Thank it's you in the back of the neck. And Lewis, Lucas has his third goal. And they win a one-goal game. And they win a one-goal <laughs> yeah, game. So, and it's like an on and on, on the road. Yeah. So, and on and on it goes. So, it, it's they they're not doing... You know, it's always been kind of like the joke, you know, among the fans is that, you know, it's the tank season. You better start losing, root for losses and all that. But at the end of the day, these guys are these guys are adult professionals and they're not going to be like, I'm tanking. So they the organization who doesn't care about me can get Connor Bernard. No, no, I'm going to play my, you know, play my butt off. Luke said it from from jump. He said, I'm going to make this difficult for Kyle Davidson. Mm -hmm. And he has done that. Yeah, continues to do that. I was hoping he was lying. I thought so, too. (laughs) I mean, like in a perfect world, I want to see a few things on the ice in a game that I say, oh, you know, I like that. That could that that might work when they're good. And Mm -hmm. I could see that. And he's developing. And, you know, Interesting storylines emerged, close game, competitive, but in the end, the opposition wins yep. and the draft lottery odds improve. Right. That's kind of where I'm at. You create a culture where you're fighting tooth and nail to lose every game by one. Kind of, not unlike, like, see, I looked at the Bears' three wins this past year. Like, there were four games that hung in the balance. And, totally. And, 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 on a given year, you win all four of those, like like Minnesota did, winning all those absolutely one score they, games. The Bears were the best three and fourteen team I have yes, ever seen, ever. Yeah, and and exciting, you know, yeah. and like a muff punt or this or that. You'd be like, okay, well, that cost them that mm-hmm. game. I can say when they're good, that guy won't be on the team, right? And you won't be doing that. All you cared about was the development of Justin Fields, and you know. Picking out a few other guys to, to, you know, you bounce off the bottom of the pool is the, you know, the expression. Right. You have to sink all the way down and now look at them. If you're going to say, like, which team am I most optimistic about in this city? It is the Bears by a mile. And, uh, and it's because they, they, it's hard to say that they tanked because, like you said, they were very competitive every game. And then they just, and then the lovey, the lovey thing is like, that's inexplicable. Build him a statue. Yeah. I mean, we (laughs) love statues in this town. I'm sure it it should be Mm -hmm. because, in in essence, you, you look at, at Houston pulling that game out and going for two. 
gives them the number one pick and allows them to get all this draft equity. Yep. And we'll, we'll see if Ryan Poles can continue to spin that even into more. But I, I digress. The point is the Hawks are kind of playing themselves out of being in that discussion. I mean, look, they could finish second or third mm-hmm. and move up just like totally. you did on Tankathon, and we all hope that. But there is also some signs that what has happened over the last month is not sustainable. So we talk about team save percentage. Since February 17th, so roughly a month, they have the fifth best save percentage in the league. Five on five. 930. Yeah, I mean, shut down Alex Daylock. <laughs> I, You know, you joked. You you texted me that the other night, and I said I thought about it. Yeah. But I, I, you would be vilified in the room. Like, it would be just absolutely double birding every guy that puts on that sweater yeah if you say yeah anton kudobin's gonna play for the next two weeks bring in scott foster for all i care <laughs> i mean like th- this is this is you can't play this you can't be doing this you got rid of all these guys for the intention of, of being terrible and you're right it is it is uh you know, it's it's like rude to the guys in the room. Okay, that's like a, it's like hey, like and they've already been. Let's be honest, they've been, they've been through a lot. They have, but they're they're getting paid, and uh, their their jobs to show up, and uh, and and like you said, all those guys are gone. Okay, so one and two year deals. So you bring in Reichel Jones, maybe Murphy, and be like, hey, look it, here's the situation. I know you guys are smart boys. We can't keep winning, so we're gonna have to. We want you guys to play and have good habits and be leaders and all that, but we're gonna have to be like the old uh, what was that? What was the major league where we're gonna right. travel by bus? We're gonna you know turn off the AC. You can't skate in your sharpen your skates the rest guys, of the year. Uh, we're heading to Nashville. If but- you're a right shot, you got to play with the left stick. If you're a, a <laughs> left stick, you got to play with the right shot, and that's how you got to do it the rest of the way. All right, we're gonna break down the the incredible fourth line that's kind of getting second-line minutes now of Anderson, Kachuk, and Kara. Uh, coming up at the bottom of the hour, we got the one and only Eddie Olchek. A lot to get to. It's the Hockey Show on ESPN 1000. The Hockey Show with Pat Boyle and Barstool Chief. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. The Hockey Show. Chicago's only show dedicated to hockey fans. Listen on the ESPN Chicago app from anywhere. The Hockey Show on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Show on ESPN 1000 with Barstool Chief. I am Pat Boyle. We are sponsored by the Chicago Wolves. The Wolves are looking to stay red hot in their green St. Patty's Day themed jerseys tonight and tomorrow at Allstate. Bring the entire family to the back-to-back Wolves games against the Manitoba Moose tonight at 7 o'clock. Tomorrow is Family Sunday. That's at 3 o'clock. In addition to the Chicago Wolves going green with their St. Patrick's Day themed jerseys at both games. First 2,000 fans at Saturday night's game, that's tonight, will get a free Mackenzie McEckern bobblehead. We are the Wolves. All right. Um, we saw that story John Dietz put out yesterday. I mean, if we've talked about mm-hmm. 
Jonathan Taves in, in all likelihood playing his, possibly playing his last game for the Blackhawks. Yeah. Look, Chief, he's been out since January 28th. We've got a month to go in the season. They're on a long road trip. He's not with them. By all accounts, he's been working out off ice, hasn't even been on ice with the team. Let's say he magically appeared on the ice. I still think he's a week or so out from that. We're running out of runway here for number 19 to return this season. So to say he, he he's seriously considering retirement, uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it breaks my heart, you know, and it, it's – He's one of my all-time favorite players, one of the all-time great Blackhawks. Obviously, they make everybody get off the bus at some day. So, you know, you might be 17 if you get told you're not good anymore. Uh, you might be 35. But this is not how a guy like Jonathan Taves, you, it's not how you want to see him go out. So I hope he does make a miraculous recovery and at least gets to suit up with that C on his, on his chest for one last home game uh, so we can give him a proper goodbye. Uh, that I, I hope that that's in the cards for him, that his health will allow that, because it, it's sad the way that this is coming to a close. You know, it really is. And, I, you know, you thought he had been dealt the real difficult card a couple years ago when he sat out the entire season, and there was so much speculation of what it was. And, and you know, when he came back, it they basically said it was chronic immune response syndrome. Mm-hmm which can be kind of a variety of different things that that lead up to that. Also long COVID. Now, it's our understanding that even though he got off to that great start this year, that he probably was dealing with some of those symptoms uh, throughout this season. And it was difficult for him to, you know, find that energy. I know he would take maintenance days uh, more than normal, at Fifth Third Arena. Yep. Uh, but as a guy gets into their 30s, you know, that's more commonplace. I, I just wish, you know, Sharpie got a nice send-off uh, when he came back when his, with his swan song with, with the Blackhawks and the Pearl Jam was playing and, you know, kind of got to enjoy it. I think Patrick Kane, hopefully someday, crossing fingers, that he will finish his career as a Blackhawk. But if he didn't, I feel like those three or four or five games that he last played before he went to the Rangers were a pretty damn cool. I was at send all. Off. It was spectacular. Yeah, you know. So it, you would. That's how. If you're going to go out, go out with a buzzer beater. I've also erased the memory that that goal didn't count. Yeah, that that count, goal, it's it, always going to count. Yeah, right? It, counted, it, it makes it, his highlight reel. It'll be the one goal 100%. that didn't count that will make yeah. the highlight reel. And, and that's how. You, that's how you want to say goodbye. You want to, you don't want to, it's, you know, it's like your old dog, you know, like you want, you don't want to have your dog just, you know, you know, it's, it breaks your heart to see him all tired with the hips going and all that. And you want Jonathan Taves to be healthy and happy and live this long fulfilling life. And, and I, I really do want him to, I hope he gets one more game, but it does all indications. It seems like this is, this is the end of the road for him. And, and he hasn't looked like himself for, for a long time. So it's, it's sad. And it's, you know, you talk to guys like Quenville, and it's like, he's the most competitive guy we ever had. You know, the captaincy, he, he'll have a tremendous legacy here. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's over a little bit too soon for my liking. I don't know if you saw the belt ceremony uh, after the game against the Bruins, but he's in the background there. So I, I thought that that was, 
cool that you know he is still a part of the team. Mm-hmm. But I got to give the guys in that room. I mean, they rip away Max Domi, Patrick Kane, Jack Johnson, Sam Lafferty, and Jake McCabe. Five starters. Yep. Three or four of them are in the discussion of being leadership people. And they somehow rebooted. And, like, it's almost like I was like, when they came back from that West Coast trip after Kane left, I was like, and that Ottawa game, I'm like, they're going to get steamrolled. I'm like. I bet Ottawa. I was like, I was thinking about, I'm like, like, they've just seen nameplates ripped off stalls for the last, Mm -hmm. you know, handful of days. And guys that you leaned on. And, and, and kind of feeling like we're just kind of a widget, you yeah. know, and, and it, they're just, you know, we're expendable. Yeah. And which, which they are. seem to be, yeah. you know, the message yeah, that was being sent right. and received. Uh, but damn, if, if they didn't say, you know what? Yeah, we're all playing for our NHL lives. Yep. Oh, you've, you've taken away a Hall of Famer. You've taken away... Four other starters. Mm-hmm. We were bad with those five. Right. We're going to show you. Right. And what have they done? They've Showing shown us. us. Yep. So. So, yeah, I mean, you, you have to, like, tip your cap to them. And this is one of those things where it's like I almost, I get, I am hesitant to, like, lean too much into the tank talk. Because I just feel like it is, at some level, disrespectful. Because those guys show up, they do their job every day. This is their, they're living out their lifelong dream. And for us to like snicker at them, it, it always feels to me like a little bit of a cheap shot to people who don't deserve it, even if that was, even if that is the reason that they're here. So I don't personally like to do that too much. Um, and you hope that they just, you know, and I like to see guys play hard and they play hard. And you hope that at the end of the day, they can, you know, they hold their heads high and then they still get that number one pick. That's so what I, you want. I saw that uh, Crane's. Put out the picture this week yeah. of uh, Patty Kane's house that he bought on the North Shore. Looks beautiful. It is. It's gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think it's Mediterranean style. Yeah, look yeah. great. Spent um, a lot of money renovating it too. I heard. I, I've got a bit of an issue of putting celebrities' place of residence mm-hmm. out there, but I'll try to leave that to the side. He purchased this house and has been renovating it, and it's been over five months. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was after his good friend Alex DeBrinkett was dealt. It was when he knew the, the full direction that the, Eyes the rebuild was going. He knew where he was health-wise. He knew where he was at contractually. Mm-hmm. And he still decided to put some roots down. Yeah. And uh, that's has always told me that there's a plan to come back here. Or a plan to never leave in the first place. I know. That's where you yeah. took it. Yeah. That's where you took it. I don't think you do that because there, you can always buy a house. So unless you're trying to do that immediately because you're planning on living there for six to nine months minimum out of the year, probably 12 because that's he spends his summers here now for the most part, you don't do that unless you're planning on living there immediately and for a while. So there's no rush to buy a house. You can do that in two or three years. Just wait till the interest rates go down like everybody else. Okay. <laughs> so I, I think that, I think that that we'll was send it. Him to <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's, that's to me, it was just like, he never really wanted to go. He wanted to be here. He was planning, like you said, putting down roots here. And then he got told that he was no longer welcome. So 
Yeah, I, I think it's a little strong. T- I, I, I see how you're connecting the dots, but that's yeah, that's I, a very I don't know anything. That's a very sure. chiefian like way of yeah. connecting the dots. I, and I don't know anything for sure, but you know it, that was bought through a land trust, and you know so his name wasn't on it. And all of a sudden, a couple weeks after he's gone, now that story leaks. Yeah, well, look, and I'll I know that I've, odd timing too. I've known about this basically since so have I. It, it, you know yeah. and. It was eventually going to come out. I, as I have traveled around in the last month, people in various places have come up to me and said, oh, mm-hmm. by the way, and I'll just like, okay. Yeah, yeah I'm doing yeah. the landscape. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so uh, I get where you're coming. Interesting timing just mm-hmm. after he leaves. Uh, and you thought maybe. Sniffing something. You you <laughs> felt it was the Kane camp putting that out there. I think it's possible. I, I think I, it's possible. I don't think you go to the lengths that they did through the trust and all those things. Unless you wanted to stick it to somebody. <laughs> Which that is that I am. I love spite. I love spite. And that to me, maybe Kane probably doesn't make that move. Okay, I'm, I am kind of joking around a little bit. That is something that I would do if I were Kane. I'd be like, <laughs> oh, yeah, by the way, uh, all this stuff about how I was, you know, treated the right way, this and that, so classy. Uh, I never wanted to leave. And here's why. Another, another proof of why. So we'll see what comes out in the summer. We'll see. All right. Well, this is actually a perfect segue into our next guest. Oh, yeah. Another guy who probably wanted to be here. On the other side, (laughs) we are going to talk to the U.S. Hockey Hall of Famer, good old number 16 in your hearts for the Chicago Blackhawks. He is the lead analyst for TNT Sports. He is the one and only Eddie Olchek, and he'll join the hockey show next on ESPN 1000. The Hockey Show with Pat Boyle and Barstool Chief. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Show. When you're at home, don't miss Chicago's only show dedicated to hockey fans. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Rolling on on the Hockey Show on ESPN 1000. We are sponsored by the Chicago Wolves. They're in action tonight and tomorrow afternoon at Allstate Arena against the Manitoba Moose. Barstool Chief, I'm Pat Boyle. It's our pleasure to welcome in the one and only Eddie Olchek. And you'll be in town next week, and you'll celebrate with us at the uh, 25th anniversary of ESPN 1000. PB Chief, nice to be with you guys. And yes, I will uh, will be making uh, an appearance. I will be back home and... uh, not only a longtime listener, but a first-time caller, I guess, so to speak. <laughs> and uh, uh, and obviously being a part of the family at bits and pieces here, at PB, for you know the last handful of years. So it'll be obviously it'll be a great day. Great to see a lot of familiar faces. I'm sure uh, a lot of stories as well. And uh, as you as you know, PB, when you get a little bit older and you're telling those stories, maybe a few years later. They just get a little bit longer because sometimes the uh, the uh, the mind doesn't catch up to the thought process and uh, you can't spit it out. So well, it'll that's be a why lot we blocked of off twenty minutes for you and everybody on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's going to be some good stories told next Friday, and we're looking forward to seeing you at that. 
Um, let's talk a little bit about the team that you've been around most of this season, the Kraken. Yeah. Uh, hanging right in there in the wild card spot. What has impressed you most about this team and what they've been able to do in such a short period of time? Well, I mean, I, I think what has happened is that they've been able to go on, uh, I think, three five-plus game winning streaks, including one seven-game road trip on the road, which has been the first time in NHL history a team has ever gone on a heater and win seven straight games on the road. And, you know, they they weren't exactly easy places to, to win in as well. I mean, they you know, they went into... Edmonton, they went into Toronto, they went into Boston, they gave the Bruins their first time, their first loss in regulation all season long, and they've limited the damages the other way. Um, they haven't had anything longer than a three-game losing streak. So I think when you put those numbers together and look at we, you know, everybody's, the world that we're living in now is all about analytics and numbers and at least implementing in some fashion i think when you just do the math there you sit there and go wow well you know when you can go on a long run like that and then you limit the damages when you aren't playing well uh you're going to give yourself a chance and and i think the one thing that they've been able to do this year that they weren't able to do last year is that they could outscore their problems whether it was in goal whether they're especially teams have you know their penalty kill got off to a really tough start and hasn't been able to you know get out of the bottom five pretty much all season long but they've been able to really play well without the puck. So, you know, that that's I mean, that's really it in a nutshell and they've given themselves a hell of a chance here to to qualify for the playoffs in only their second year and um, you know, obviously it's been pretty exciting to be around it and got a uh, you know, some some gigantic games here going on especially today where they had they host the Edmonton Oilers where they have a game in hand. They're only a point behind them. And uh, they're looking to move up the, uh, you know, move up the division in the Pacific. Now, I I haven't been sleeping. I was just telling PB this. So I end up watching a lot of your games. I think partially just because I like, I miss your voice. I, I miss having you in town. <laughs> How that, thank you, Chief. That building always feels like it's rocking. How does Climate yeah. Pledge Arena compare to some of the other buildings that you've called home over the years as a as a home ice yeah. advantage factor? Yeah, I mean, look at I spent you know a ha- I mean a boatload of years in Pittsburgh, and obviously my whole life at you know at the United Center, and you know look at no- nothing will ever compare to the old barn, the old Chicago Stadium. But like the the building here in Seattle, Chief is you know I don't want to say it's a throwback because I mean the roof is yeah. you know I mean you can you can look that up and, and people that may not be familiar with it of how they were able to restore it and and hold on to it and then build under it and put the, you know, put climate pledge arena, you know, so-called under it. But it does have a feel of, you know, of, of an older building and with a lot of wood in the roof. And, you know, I just, it does have great acoustics and it's, it is very loud. Like it can really get going. Like it's not, you know, it's not a huge building. I mean, I think they're just North of 17,000 in full capacity, but it does. You're right, and hopefully TV does. A, you know, does able to, you know, transfer that energy and in the loudness, so to speak, uh, of being here. And and you know, I think that's the one thing for 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 the Kraken is that they they seem. I mean, the numbers will say it, but it just seems the optics will tell you is that they just seem to play a little bit better on the road than they do at home. And uh, you know, but it's a. Uh, 
you know, it's it's a it's a really for it being a you know a new building, it's it's uh, it's pretty loud for sure. Chicago legend Eddie Olchek joins us on the hockey show on ESPN One Thousand. So Patrick Kane now wearing uh, New York Ranger blue here for the last few weeks. As yeah. as a as a guy who is from Chicago, obviously connected to this franchise. And also connected to that franchise and part of a Stanley Cup there. What's it been like yeah. for you knowing Patrick as well as you have and see mm-hmm. him transition to Broadway here over the last few weeks? Well, if you want to go back, PB, uh, you know, his last game as a Blackhawk, I know that, you know, I know the game was broadcast locally on NBC Sports Chicago tonight, but I was also there doing the game nationally for TNT and I had a chance to, to visit with Kaner uh, that day in Dallas. And then, you know, obviously he, he went to San Jose and then, you know, he left the team and all of a sudden, you know, things started picking up and, you know, he ends up going, you know, he ends up going to the Rangers. So, I mean, in our conversations, I mean, obviously it's, it's a wide, I mean, a huge range of emotion for sure. And then getting settled in there and then playing games and not have any practices and, and then I had a chance to, you know, to uh, to chat with him in, in Pittsburgh when I did the game this last Sunday for TNT and, and uh, when the Rangers were in Pittsburgh. And, you know, I think as the days have gone on and, and just, you know, conversation and they you know, he just, you're starting to feel his way. And, you know, you look at some of the games that he's played and trying to find the so-called right combination for him. Uh, you know, he looks like he's got some chemistry with, uh, with Chris Kreider. Uh, Vinny Trocek has been centering that line. Um, you know, I think initially when all the rumors and then eventually it happened, I think, you know, I think everybody's thought, especially at home, was, well, geez, you know, he's just going to be able to rekindle what he had with the bread man and, you know, the rest is going to be history. It doesn't matter who you put, you know, it doesn't even matter if you have a center for those guys because <laughs> they're going to do what they do, right? But my initial, you know, my initial thought uh, was, like I thought, go playing with Chris Kreider and Mika Zibanejad was going. Like I, I just for knowing Kaner and and knowing, you know, just you know the body of work and stylistic, and then knowing those players and obviously knowing that team, I just thought that that would be something that I think could really, you know, maybe go to another level with all the depth that they have on the team. And they really they haven't gone to that. Like they went to Kreider and Trocheck with with Kaner the other day in Pittsburgh, but. Um, you know, look at long-winded. Like I, I was traded a few times in my career, and it always takes some time, especially when it's in the middle of the season. And oh, by the way, it's a future hockey hall of famer, and you know, uh, you know, with all, everything that goes with it, both on and you know, and off the ice, it's going to take some time. And he got some practice time, and I think that certainly helped. And you know, I think when he is moving around and he's not, you know, not deferring or he's not staying up and down the wall. When he's unpredictable, uh, we we all know in Chicago is is what Kaner has been and 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 what he will be moving forward. So, you know, I mean, like you know, it, it's obviously um, it's the world we live in. Uh, I've always said, look, if Wayne Gretzky can be traded and moved around, then you know, then any player in, in the National Hockey League can can be moved. And again, look at this was Kaner's call for sure, and it put Kyle and the Hawks. You know, I mean, they, they knew. You know, they knew the hand that was dealt, and it's tough enough to play five-card stud, but when you're playing five-card stud with, you know, with only three cards, uh, meaning, you know, Kaner said, well, this is where I want to go, and, and you got to figure it out. 
you know, I think Kyle did a very good job when, when you look at, you know, this is where he wanted to go and we got to, you know, we got to make it work. So uh, I'm happy for him. Look at if he's happy, then I'm, then I'm good. And uh, it was, it's been nice to see him since the trade and, uh, you know, he's played some pretty salty hockey here the last little while. And for the Rangers, they're looking to get healthy and they really feel is that they can, you know, that they can make a run, but Eastern conference, pretty deep. So it could go a lot of different ways here moving forward. Yeah. I've loved watching him on the left side of that power play when he just kind of attacks downhill and just kind of lets one, lets one rip. Uh, it's, it's been great. So I, I'm looking forward to playoff hockey too. I'm looking forward to playoff hockey with Seattle, uh, as well. How much has Maddie Beneers development, really push this team towards the playoffs? Because it feels like you talked about their, their ability to outscore their problems. He's a big part of that. And uh, do you think that that is a sign that things can get turned around here quickly? Yeah, I mean, I look at I, I think Chief, you know, with, with, in particular with Matty Beneers, I mean, he's only played, you know, he's only played 70, you know, he's only played like 75 games in his NHL career. It's not like he's been around for a couple of years, but he does have that, He's got a lot of. I mean, look at he's got a lot of maturation, and look at he, please, I just he he has a lot of 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 Jonathan Taves' manner, mannerisms uh, on and off the ice. Very understanding, very respectful, uh, very aware of of what's going on. Um, but you know, look at it's it, it takes time. It, it it takes time for players to be able to feel comfortable and. You know, surrounding them with the right uh, veterans. You can't have veterans that are on self-led agendas, and that's something I thought the Hawks did a brilliant job. In particular, Marty Lapointe. I think at the time, PB, if you can correct me, I think Marty was the captain, was he not? When yeah. Johnny and Kaner were there very, very early, and like, look, you can. Like, I look to that and go like, you, you, like that's such an important part of of showing guys to how to do it the right way. And then also having people be held accountable. And Marty Lapointe's one guy I've said this publicly before is that like that would have been one guy I would have loved to played with. Probably because I hated playing against him because he was always <laughs> looking to put me into the ninth row every time. But you know what I mean? Like yeah. it gets important to have those guys in Seattle. You have those veteran guys here, and you know the Eberleys and the Larsons and the Schwartz and those type of guys that um, Yanni Gord uh, can really help a young player like that. And I think when you do have young players, you got to isolate them and you got to, you know, help them. And look at the Blackhawks were, you know, a perfect template for anybody that's building a franchise. And, you know, I know what's going on at home and, you know, yeah, they're in, you know, they're in in rebuild mode and, uh, you know, hoping to turn this thing around. Regardless is that you got to have, you got to have the guys at the center ice position, and then you got to make sure that when you do have young players that you think are going to be the foundation of your franchise, you got to surround them with really, really good veteran guys that um, aren't going to be envious, aren't going to be jealous, aren't going to have ulterior motives. Because look, it, it's happened. I, I saw it firsthand when I was coaching in Pittsburgh, and when I saw what was going on with some young players that I had that were going to be the, you know, the, the, the future of the national hockey league, you know, I had to step in and go, okay, enough. Like, you know, you just can't have veteran guys that, um, like quite frankly, in that situation, we're selfish and you got to make sure that you're protecting those young players and having them to be around. Cause the coach can only do so many things. You got to make sure that those veteran guys in there are taking care of the young players. And for the Hawks moving forward in particular, 
you're going to need those guys that uh, that can come in and are, are already there to make sure is, uh, you're uh, you're helping the maturation process and development uh, every day, not just uh, when you think it's convenient. Eddie Olchek for another moment here on the Hockey Show on ESPN 1000. You mentioned the captain, Jonathan Taves. Uh, Edzo, he hasn't played for the Blackhawks since January 28th. Yeah. Uh, you know, announced that he's dealing with that chronic immune response syndrome. He's dealing with the long COVID. You know what he dealt with a couple of years ago when he missed the entire uh, season. Right. There's a report uh, in the Herald saying that, you know, he's contemplating retirement uh, for a a Chicagoan who was able to come back and play his last couple of years here. I'm really hoping that Johnny gets at least another night at that United Center. I don't know if that's even going to be possible. But, you know, what do you think's going through his mind here as he's trying to listen to his body and yet probably still says to himself, I, I still have something to give, but I just don't know if the body's going to allow me to do it. Yeah, PB. I mean, look, there, there's obviously a lot there. And I mean, I, you know, first and foremost, any conversation that I've had with Johnny is like, look, you know, like, just want him to get healthy. You know, just just want him to be, uh, you know, comfortable in in his own skin and, and be able to just you know, uh, function and and, and be and, and have some sort of normalcy, whatever that normalcy is for him or for any other other individual that have, has gone through. Uh, you know, difficult times, uh, you know, whether people know or not. And but I, I, I just, I, I want him to, to be able to, to just, you know, be at peace and, and, and to be healthy. And uh, when it comes to illness and, and you know, it's, uh, I'm, I'm approaching um, and have, have been clean and cleared recently. I've, I've hit my five-year mile marker since um, That's awesome. stopping my treatments with, Phase three colon cancer, and and I and I can't believe that it's been five years. I can't believe I, it's uh, been five years you know, either, Edzo. Man, I you know, and I had incredible support, obviously from from the Blackhawks and all my family and friends and my teammates and and you know in the broadcast world and PBU at the front of that line and and uh, you know there is something to being at peace and, and get, having a clear mind and a conscience and, and, and knowing that, you know, somehow I got lucky. I, I don't know how and why, but, um, and there is something for being able to, you never move on from it. I mean, in my particular case of cancer, it's, you're always going to live with it. And it's always going to be there and in, in dealing with survivor's guilt and all these other things that come along with it. But what I'm getting at is, is that, you know, is, is, was with Johnny, you know, obviously he's not healthy. And, and for him, it's it's for him to get to a place, and that's what I'm hoping for. And look, if he can at some point get that opportunity to put on the the best sweater in all professional sports again, and if that's if that's in the cards, then you know that'll be his decision, and obviously the teams. But I think where where for me, because it is a personal level, uh, PP and Chief is is you know I just want what's right for Jonathan Taves you know, the guy that I know. Um, and yes, the Blackhawks and the National Hockey League player and everything, yeah, that's all a part of it. But, um, you know, to to get him to a place where, you know, he, he feels comfortable in, in whatever decision he makes. And like I said, about about Kaner, you know, if he's good, I'm, I'm great. And I think that all Blackhawk fans, I think, would, 
knowing the fan base like I do, I, I think everybody would feel pretty much the same way. Yeah, I think selfishly we'd love to see him, you know, keep playing and, and, and feeling good. And obviously that, that would be a great thing. But until he can get to a place and, 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 and lets everybody know where he is, then, then we just have to, uh, you know, to wish him well. And uh, if it is the, the perfect send-off, then whatever that might be, then, yeah, great. Uh, if not, then, um, you know, that's, that's, that's what we have to all live with. Well, a lot of people miss you here in Chicago, Edzo. Uh, thank you for doing this. Look forward to seeing you next Friday, and uh, we'll be watching you uh, with the Kraken and on TNT throughout the Stanley Cup playoffs. Always great to be with you guys. Uh, I miss I miss Blackhawks. I miss home. It'll always be home, but proud of uh, proud of everything, and uh, will always be. So uh, we'll look forward to seeing you guys next Friday, and uh, looking forward to. Uh, a few handshakes, a few hugs, and uh, telling a few stories next week. It'll be a great celebration for everybody ESPN 1000. The one and only Eddie Olchek. Thanks, Edzo. We're back to wrap okay, up. Guys, thanks. We're back to wrap up the hockey show after this. The Hockey Show with Pat Boyle and Barstool Chief. On the AM at 1000. On the FM at 100.3 HD2. On your phone with the ESPN Chicago app. The, ho- the, ho- the Hockey Show. Pat Boyle hosts Chicago's only show dedicated to hockey fans. The Hockey Show on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Back to wrap things up here on The Hockey Show on ESPN 1000. Barstool Chief Pat Boyle. Our thanks to our producer, Kendra Smith. Thank you to Eddie Olchek as well. Uh, a lot of things just keep unfolding with this season. Yeah, I know it, it's been a long season. It's been it's been like one of the most painful seasons as a Blackhawks fan uh, ever. So I'm really hoping that we can kind of close the book on this and have brighter days ahead because uh, it's been tough. I my body is ready for the playoffs, so I'll say that I'm ready for playoff hockey just to enjoy the sport. And uh, so yeah, looking forward to that. And we'll dig into that as well mm-hmm. as we talk about draft lottery situation and possible prospects for the Blackhawks. We'll get into the rest of the National Hockey League because it is uh, the best postseason in professional sports. It really is. You want to hit the similarity one more time? Try it. What do you got? Fourth. (laughs) Oh, son of a... (laughs) All right, that's going to do it for the Hockey Show on ESPN 1000. We'll catch you next Saturday. The Hockey Show with Pat Boyle and Barstool Chief. On the AM at 1000. On the FM at 100.3 HD2. On your phone to the ESPN Chicago app.